Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Breakfast on the Bridge. I'm Annabelle, and I'm here with... Sadie. And Caroline. And we're the first peer crew. We're taking over. We have taken you know, over. We're Breakfast on the Bridge. Two morning shows in a row as our show, I the first we peer crew. No, no, no. Tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah. Our show, the first Tomorrow. peer crew, is a morning show. Uh-huh. Wednesdays at 7 a.m. So 7 a.m. on Wednesdays. Yeah. If you're listening now, you might as well just tune in then. Yeah, exactly. You know? Setting up this live was... Stressful. Guys, it was really interesting. We had some, we're going to be honest, we, we had, had some technical difficulties. Guys, it was really stressful. I was sweating. Oh, my God. <laughs> none of the stations started, like, no, all the stations, the edit, we couldn't yeah. hear each other. We couldn't hear anyone. And they came and hear, uh, or we, we can couldn't hear play our intro. No. It was just, it wasn't going well, So if you heard some dead air, sorry, guys. I, but this okay. is a sign that we should keep going, keep on doing these live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean? We have to redeem okay. ourselves, Yeah. No, we'll definitely redeem ourselves next week. Yeah, but and it will be great. We just mm-hmm. had some a rough start, but I'm mm-hmm. sure we will be great. Caroline and I are sharing a microphone right we now. We are. It might be for the best though, because Caroline does have a tendency to be very loud. So. <laughs> Guys, why am I being bullied on this morning? I think I this think is our whole show. It's just me bullying. Me. That everyone. is saved for first period crew. Yeah. If you want to hear me bullying Good. Caroline, mm-hmm. tune in tomorrow at seven. For some New York <laughs> trivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing New York trivia. We'll be talking why about the New York trivia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yes. right. Well, we are going to be heading to the news in just a minute. But for now, let's play Ain't It Fun. Good morning, 88.9. I'm Sophie Prock, and today I'm joined by Jenna Martin for the news. Actress Jada Pinkett Smith argues that the Oscar situation was a missed opportunity to educate the public on alopecia. This Sunday, Chris Rock made a joke about Pinkett Smith and her husband reacted violently. He took to the stage and served Rock a great big knuckle sandwich, right in the mouth. Though not all of her supporters and those with the same diagnosis agreed with the way Will Smith reacted, many have said that the joke brought up painful memories and are upset. Pinkett Smith has been looking to spread awareness about the cause and is dedicated to informing the public about alopecia. This week, Grace Goh has an update on our Supreme Court nominee, Kentanji Brown-Jackson. She's also provided some perspectives you may not have thought about before. Take it away, Grace. Okay, but I'm discussing and every one I, of cases. So I if, if you're not going to explain it, Senator, gonna... would you please let her respond? No, not if she's not going to answer my question. After four grueling days, the Senate Judiciary Committee confirmation hearing for Supreme Court nominee Kentanji Brown Jackson has wrapped up. Jackson spoke about her experience and her family and addressed her nomination, which would make her the first black female Supreme Court justice. The hearing also featured harsh questioning by committee Republicans. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Folks, what she is saying, the reason she's always below the recommendation, I think, uh, is because she doesn't use the enhancements available to her. She takes them off the tape. I think that's a big mistake, Judge. Nevertheless, Jackson's eloquence and grace is becoming an inspiration for many young women out there, specifically Galila Tadali, a passionate Ethiopian-American sophomore who was moved by Jackson's hearing. I think that seeing someone from a group of people that I've been put down for centuries go up and become something so big is a very encouraging feeling, and it gives me a sense of pride and hope for the future. And watching her in that hearing was a major moment, but on the other hand, 
Her treatment by Republican senators felt very discouraging. There still needs to be a lot of improvement going forward with confirmation hearings. In just about a week, the Judiciary Committee is expected to vote on Jackson's nomination. Until then, this has been Grace Go reporting for 88 on the Bridge. Thank you, Grace, for the story. Now to Ukraine. The General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine claims that they will reduce military assaults by withdrawing military from two battlefronts. Following meaningful conversations in Istanbul, Russia has made the decision to do so. It has been more than a month since Putin released tanks into Ukraine. At least 5,000 people have died since the conflict began. Sophia Lazell is here with STEM News. This week, she talks about masks, social media, and the solar system. Hi, I'm Sophia, and this is STEM News You Can Use. Mask mandates are being revoked throughout the country as COVID cases drop, but experts say you shouldn't let go of your mask just yet. After Hawaii drops its mandate later this week, no U.S. states will require masks indoor. But in many offices, theaters, stores, and similar, percentage of people continue to wear masks. Inspiring the question, if not everyone is wearing a mask, does it offer enough protection? Experts say that masks are more effective when everyone is wearing them, but they can still help even when the majority isn't masked. If someone is infected but doesn't know it, wearing a mask can help prevent them from spewing the virus to other people. If someone with COVID is maskless, wearing a mask around them reduces the chance that the droplets carrying the virus will find their way into your respiratory system. The strongest protection from COVID remains to be vaccination. Does social media make teens unhappy? The answer, as it seems, depends on age. A large study in Britain found two specific age windows where teenagers are most sensitive to social media. For years, researchers have wondered whether there is a connection between screen time and happiness with mixed results. Recently, after conducting a survey with responses from over 84,000 people of all ages throughout Britain, it's been concluded that a heavy use of social media has lowered ratings of life satisfaction for girls age 11 to 13, 14 to 15-year-old boys, and again at 19 for both sexes. This, like many other studies, found that the relationship between social media and well-being is fairly weak, although it still suggests that there are times when adolescents are more sensitive to social media. A quick final note, this week, in the night sky, a close rare alignment of the three planets, Venus, Saturn, and Mars, will be viewable. On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the sky will offer great views, pre-dawn, for those looking to the east. I'm Sophia, and this was STEM News You Can Use. That was great, Sophia. Here's some more about COVID. After two long years of COVID-19, the military medical personnel that were deployed to assist overwhelmed medical facilities across the United States are set to end their clinical missions. The United States now has more than 65% of the population fully vaccinated, which is resulting in the hospitals being at an all-time low. Thanks for that, Jenna. I'm glad I could partner with you for the news today. Tune in next week for more 88.9. Thank you, Sophie, Grace, Jenna, and Sophia for the lovely news update. That was very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I have a question for you guys. Did you guys watch the Oscars? I, I did, did watch the Oscars. I did. Okay, I wasn't watching, but my mom was giving me text updates while all that was going down. <laughs> oh. And it was really funny because she was like... And then we were talking, and I don't even know what we were talking about, but it was really funny to, mm-hmm. to hear, especially from my mom. I actually gossip. didn't hear about it until I got back to school on Monday because oh. I didn't watch the Oscars because mm-hmm. I had a show. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't have a show but i went to watch a show yeah 
The Oscars just confirmed my belief that celebrities are weird. They're yeah. weird. They're just people <laughs> that were given a bunch of power, and this is what's going to play out. So, yeah. definitely interesting to watch. And I would like to know, what do you guys think? Do you think Chris Rock is in the wrong? Will Smith? What do you think about that? I think they're obviously both in the they're wrong. I think they're wrong. both in the wrong. But I think wrong. Chris... My opinion, I think Chris Rock has made a career about making fun of women of color. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he's kind of got to be put in his place. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't think it had to lead to violence. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree I with think you. that both Will Smith could have handled that better. Yeah, they mm-hmm. both could have handled and, it better. And, yeah, Chris yeah. Rock, maybe, like, unless you know, because she, uh, unless you know why she's balding, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Um, and then I thought it was so interesting how... Um, Sophia talked about how, like, social media, um, how it affected teens was based on age. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. it was, like, well, 11 to 13-year-old girls. I feel like the younger that you're ingrained in your mind, like, that beauty standard and looking at, yeah, like, all those that's what people I was people thinking about, too. like, maybe the younger, yeah, like, it affects mm-hmm. you more. Through, like, Especially because you're growing up more in those types mm-hmm. of environments, you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. So it doesn't have a negative effect on us guys. Yeah, no, not <laughs> well, at all. That's debatable. <laughs> you know. No, yeah. I think I just thought that was really interesting, and then mm-hmm. I also think that you guys, we need to watch the Planet Alignment together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Sadie's house. Yes. Sadie's <laughs> house. Just go up on the roof. Six a.m. No, that's don't do that. Um, don't don't do that, guys. <laughs> Everyone, pull up. <laughs> Bring us some donuts. And Bring some snacks, some uh-huh. blankets. We'll watch it. All right. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this next segment, we'll probably be talking about the Oscars a little bit. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, yeah that next segment will be the almost, or the after weekend update, excuse mm-hmm. me, with, with Quinn, Quinn and Matthew, Matthew and, and Andrew. Andrew. I think Andrew. they're all in the studio. They're getting set up right now. Yes, we'll so. talk for a little bit longer. So... I th- also thought it was really interesting how all 50 states are now dropping their mask mandates. I thought that was really cool. <gasps> Weird! <laughs> I mean, we've all... <sighs> our school has probably been about 50-50 mm-hmm. yeah. with wearing masks or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you've definitely noticed that there has been people catching colds, which yeah, hasn't happened exactly. in a while. So. Because, um... So, yes. Um... Yes. We're so, just getting communications sorry. from outside the studio. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting a point. Did we give you guys oh. good communication? Oh. Hello. Hello. We try. Sorry, I all thought right. you guys were going to give us a thumbs up. <laughs> no, you're all good. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We're back. Yeah. But now everything we're... is connected. Awesome. Oh, amazing. If you're wondering why we were sounding... Yeah. yeah, we were sounding conflicted in those moments. Because we were looking at Joe and he was like, there. What do we do? I don't know. So, okay, <laughs> but uh, guys... Everything's connected now. Uh-huh. We are on track to have an awesome morning show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep That's just what the Deep okay. crew does. Yep. Here we go. The After Weekend Update with Quinn, Matthew, and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo! All right. Good morning, everyone. So uh, morning. here's some news for you guys. <laughs> Last Thursday, a fire broke out in Power Field, the stadium of the Denver Broncos. Firefighters were able to contain the fire and only spread a couple of rows in seats and in a suite. Now, it is still unknown the exact cause of the fire, but it's been reported that the perpetrator was 89-year-old Seahawks superfan and now suspected arsonist Mama Blue after worrying about Russell Wilson's arrival for the first time. Oh, no. Now, speaking of fires at sporting events, um, on Saturday, a speaker caught fire at the Toronto Raptors Arena during the match with the Pacers, and that caused the game to be suspended. Uh, it turns out Quinn and I's new band, uh, our mixtape was too fire for the speakers to handle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, either that or even the speaker couldn't stand listen to Machine Gun Kelly's Emo Girl. So he had to take the easy way out. Miami Beach has announced that they've banned alcohol sales last weekend after 6 p.m. in response to violent college spring break vacations. However, meth and cocaine sales will continue unrestricted, thankfully. Uh, what? <laughs> Kim Jong-un's government has released a Top Gun-style missile launching video where Kim is seen wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses watching Dang, the test launch of a new missile. Only in this version of Top Gun, the danger zone is Kim's bathroom after eating too much kimchi. <laughs> a new subvariant of Omicron named BA2 is sweeping through Europe and parts of the U.S. with a reportedly higher infection rate but relatively low mortality rate, says Dr. Fauci, who most Americans immediately forgot about once he let them take their masks off. <laughs> Americans react to new il- Americans react to new illness strains the same way that they react to Machine Gun Kelly's tour announcement. Oh, for real? That's too bad. <laughs> I don't even know what he's going on to her. Sunny was the 94th Academy Awards, and if you're one of the 30 people who actually watched it live, then you would have seen Will Smith going ham on Chris Rock on stage after he called Jada Pinkett Smith G.I. Jane for her buzzed hair. <laughs> now, after the incident, Will Smith actually won the Academy Award for this new category called Best Long Pretending Actor as he played the role of being a respected role model over the past 30 years. <laughs> I find it hilarious that Will Smith is actually mad about Chris Rock's joke, but not about the dude who literally slept with his wife. Ooh. <laughs> Guess their relationship is open to everything except jokes. Oh. Lin-Manuel Miranda said he didn't attend the Oscars after his wife tested positive for COVID, uh, even though he continues to test negative for the virus, so he clearly has no trouble saying no to this. Guys, did you get to tell him that COVID isn't real anymore? You know, Lin-Manuel, if you really didn't want to go to the Oscars, you didn't have to make up this ridiculous quote-unquote, COVID excuse. Just be honest with us. We understand if you're willing to wait for it. (laughs) Social media star and Skeet Davidson lover Kim Kardashian has has responded to the backlash she she received from a recent interview where she told women in business to get their butts up and work when it is still unknown what her talent is 20 years later. She's Mm -hmm. likely never worked more than, I don't know, three hours in a day before. Mm And here's a new segment. Gas prices around the country are steadily steadily increasing, uh, and gas on Mercer Island being as much as $5 per set. Oh, my God. $5.15 per gallon. Here to comment on the inflation is Andrew, the kid who bikes to school. What's popping, hot stuff? So, Andrew, how do you feel about the recent rise in gas prices? You know, Quinn, I feel pretty good when I bike to school. Um, you know, every day I see these big cars with them big flashy lights and those... Uh, you know, big seven, you know, cedar cars. And, you know, I go, oh, you know, you got to buy a little bit of gas. You know what? I bike everywhere. I get gains and I don't pay $5 per gas. And I don't spend a bunch of money on an expensive car to get places. So, so okay. So, Andrew, how, how difficult is your commute to school every morning? Well, as as everyone knows, I live in a, a gigantic house at the bottom of the water. So, you know, I have to... under? Sorry, Andrew, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is under the water. <laughs> see, see, you, you wouldn't know that it was under the water. It's this giant, big, um, glass underwater house. Mm-hmm. So oh, I have to actually okay. first swim up, and then I go to my bike. And since I live on a big hill humongous hill i mean you wouldn't know how big of a hill it is and you know we just got um an arm lift and, and it was installed on the <laughs> it, was on, it was installed on the lift chair lift <laughs> oh chair lift. An arm lift? <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about i was skating 
okay. at about three miles to school. So every day I bike up with my ten thousand dollar bike. <laughs> so it's not too much work. I just had to get up the arm lift first. Well, is the bike electric or something? I mean, it sounds really expensive. No. You think I would ride a electric bike? Those are for those college kids who think they're cool and want to take selfies downtown. I just get a new bike every two months with the new latest model. You know, I go to Greg's um, in Bellevue, Greg's cycling shop. He, Greg, Greg knows me best. Anyway, the, the, the fast bike saves me a lot of time that I trade NFTs. So, And I also make other people feel bad about themselves. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Snaps to that. Uh, well, Andrew, do you find it hard to get to places on time when you bike everywhere? Well, Quinn, on average school day, um, I go to bed at around 4.30 p.m. and I wake up at around 2 a.m. So that's almost 10 hours of sleepy. Um, way more than most people. Then I do my daily stock trading with my day trading station that my parents bought for me, even though I said I bought it for myself. Then I have a hearty breakfast of straight-up protein powder. You know, that creatine stuff. I heard, I heard it's good. And then before I leave, I give my mom a big kiss on the forehead. And by 4 a.m., I start to bike up my massive, um, my massive hill. But I don't take the arm lift. Um, and then I make sure I go into all the classrooms and I make sure they're all clean because I love my school so much. Thank you, Andrew. Wow, mm-hmm. that's, that, that sounds like quite a morning. I mean, do you ever have time to do anything after school, like hanging out with friends or doing homework? No, the only the only thing I do after school is that my alpha grind set, and that's what I do. I lift weights at gyms from 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 three p.m. to about four p.m. because that's when I go sleepy. Um, and you know my you know my idol Gary V said that homework is just a waste of time and it doesn't really benefit you. And I'm still gonna go to Harvard since since Daddy pays a lot of bribe money. Oh, so okay. I'll definitely still get a you know go to Harvard and, and be super cool. So um, and you know I usually go to the gym for a couple of hours, but I usually get kicked out because I throw creatine into people's eyes because they're not lifting enough. That was you. I heard about that on the news. Yes, I, I only did it though because my other gym bros didn't wipe down. Um, the bench after um, most people do. So, like every person, you throw creatine in their eyes. Yeah, sounds <laughs> I reasonable. So. I do that. I mean, okay. So, my last question is: What advice would you give to any driver paying these ridiculous gas prices? First of all, stop following the crowd. Be an alpha male. Have the alpha mindset. <laughs> be a maverick. You know, everyone seems to be lazy driving these cars. You know how much car insurance costs and gas? It's a lot of money, if you didn't know. So my advice is to sell your car. Next, you get a bicycle. It's way more efficient and effective, especially what I like to do. I like to drive in the middle of East Mercer Way at around 10 miles per hour. Not too fast, not too slow. You know, not fast enough where you can pass, but slow enough. Or not too fast where you can pass, but slow enough where it's going to cause you, you know, seven minutes to, you know, go down, um, you know, go a mile. So, anyway, that lets me really um, exercise my alpha male um, headset over them. And by them, by that, they're wasting more gas. So, uh-huh. that's how I would avoid paying high grasses. Get gains and don't pay money for it. Well, thank you, Andrew, so much for your totally useless time. Please, please feel free to never come back here. From After Weekend Update, I'm Quinn Hava. And I'm Matthew Pingal. We'll see you guys next week. Well, that was interesting. That was, that was great. Um, that, was, that was actually pretty good.
Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to that expect. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. We knew it would actually be pretty yeah. good, guys. That was something. I really liked that East Mercer comment. Those bikers. No, West Mercer is so bad, too. My parents and I play this game where we're driving somewhere, like we're driving to the freeway, and we're like, over, under, how many bikes? So I like, said like 10, I said like, over, under, and then... <laughs> Have y'all ever seen the swarms of them? Like, I'm talking, like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm talking, like, maybe, like, 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, like, I'll fully... They're, like, swarms of little, like, bees. One time, we were playing the over-under game, and I was about to lose, and then there was, like, a huge peloton of bikes that just came over, and I was like... And then I won. (laughs) My main question with the whole interview was, is the bike underwater in the home, or is it left (laughs) on a dock with this arm lift? Also, um... Andrew said he buys a new bike every two months. Okay. Um, what is that? What? <laughs> what? A $10,000 bike every two months. Andrew, wouldn't that be more expensive than buying a car? But also... Hey, uh, Caroline doesn't have to worry because Caroline are better can't for you drive. Um, excuse yes. me, I'm moving to New York, so um, I don't have to. Excuse me, I drove both of them here they this did. morning. She but really I'm well. still 15. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll have my license in a month, guys. Just just you wait. Exciting. Just exciting. Wait. My no. advice for Andrew, get an electric bike at least. Get an electric car, maybe. And um, um, electric car. Yeah. I liked the NFT comment, too. I thought that was funny. Thoughts on NFTs? No comment. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. So, next, you guys, we, we have... have an- interview from that's debatable which is a show here on 88 on the bridge mm-hmm. and here is miles interviewing city councilman craig reynolds how exactly do you run a campaign for like a city government position um that, that was a learning process for me um generally speaking to run a successful campaign for the city council you most of the time will have to raise at least twenty five thousand dollars or so um, could be done with less, depending on whether you have a, a quality opponent or not, or, or something that's actively campaigning, but around there. And that money goes towards a few things. One, developing flyers or mailers you can send out to the community. The, the second big one is probably making yard signs and things like that to go up around this community to basically get your name known. Once you've got those things done, um, there are debates to be involved in that happen in the community, but you know those can only go so far. A typical debate will have you know fifty or up to a couple of hundred people to show up, and there are you know in excess of ten thousand potential voters on the island. You got to reach more of them than that. So really, one of the most important things to do is is go out and knock on doors. I, I, I found you know, I knocked on several thousand doors when I when I ran for office. And, you know, just it's as simple as saying, hi, I'm Craig. I'm running for city council. Uh, Want to in- introduce myself, see if you have any questions or suggestions on how the city's doing and what they should do differently. And mm-hmm. by and large, I, I think voters appreciate that. They appreciate that somebody cares enough to come around and talk to them. And frankly, a lot of it is name recognition. And then you get to the ballot box, they're going to say, oh, I remember that guy he came to the house. Didn't seem like a total toad. Sure, I'll vote for him. Actually, I had a few people that lived at the end of some very steep driveways that even went further, and they said, anybody that cares enough to walk up my driveway deserves a vote. <laughs> so, you know, some, some of that happens as well. But really, it depends on one way or another being willing to, you know, put yourself out there and take some heat. Um, this is a challenging city in, a, in terms of political climate, and you have to have a, a strong backbone, backbone and a thick skin to know people are going to throw a lot of stuff at you. But... Put yourself out there. 
I think he has a great point, honestly. Yeah. Um, going the house to house, it does make it more personal mm-hmm. and definitely more memorable than seeing someone on a stage or on a TV yeah. or on mm-hmm. a poster or whatever. Personal exactly. connections, everything. Yeah. It's always important to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Going up to people's houses, as he mentioned, that kind of reminds me of like Halloween because yeah. I live on... <laughs> Trick-or-treating, vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I live on a really like big hill and no one comes down oh, our like hill. Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I don't live underwater. <laughs> um, but no one comes down our hill except everybody on our hill gives out like either a lot of candy or like king size candy because Ooh. no one comes down our hill so it's like getting that reward for going the extra mile right mhm all right mm-hmm. well we have another feature here movies with marco and he will be telling us about a upcoming movie called mm-hmm. morbius welcome back to movies with marco where i talk about all sorts of movies ranging from trailers to movies that are about to come out Today, we have the movie Morbius. Starring Jared Leto, join Dr. Michael Morbius. After succumbing to a deadly illness, Dr. Morbius attempts to find a cure, but in doing so, he gains superhuman vampiric abilities. This movie tries to explore between the line of bad and good, as becoming a vampire gives him bloodthirsty instincts. Will he use his newfound powers for good, or will he become the vampire known as Morbius? This movie comes out April 1st, so not a lot of people have seen it, but according to different critic reception and the director plus actors themselves, they've all came out and said that the movie has not lived up to the standards that the trailer makes it seem it to be. For many reasons, because a prime issue with the movie is that a lot of people are having problems focusing with the plot as well as just overall it being boring. However, Jared Leto himself um, does a good job as the main character, Morbius. And since it is part of this Sony-connected Spider-Man sort of universe, it would be worth checking out. And for that reason alone, I've decided to give it a 5 out of 10 on the Marco meter just by hearing the reviews and reactions out of the cast, as well as the people who have seen it. But only time will tell, and maybe the movie itself is very good. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Movies with Marco. Once again, my name is Marco, and keep on listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Wow, well, I don't know how the Marco meter translates to Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) but I don't know. He wasn't really selling that movie very well. It sounds, like, kind of interesting, but it doesn't... I don't know. I feel like I still want to watch it, Mm -hmm. but... Did you all hear about how uh, Jared Leto went on to, uh, he went on a retreat in the middle of COVID, and then when he came out, um, it was, he didn't realize there was a pandemic going on. Really? (laughs) Yeah, he like came out and it was like, I think it was probably like, I want to say it was maybe like early June. Wow. So it was like, it was pretty heated, yeah. He's a crazy guy. That's like you see those TikToks where it's like. People pretending that they were in a coma for six months, oh and they're my. like, "Like, what happened? Do we still have uh, this favorite artist?" And they've been canceled, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's no, kind of funny, yeah. though. Well, now we have McLean for all of your sports updates. Come in, welcome in to the sports corner of eighty-eight nine, the bridge. I'm McLean Hopkins, in with Will Peller, and filling in for Scott Pirac. Uh, last night in women's basketball, UConn finished off NC State in the first elite game. Elite, elite, elite. 
that ever went to double overtime after an NC State buzzer beater erased a three-point UConn lead in the first overtime. The UConn Huskies will join Stanford, South Carolina, and Louisville in the Final Four. In the NFL, the drama around the Buffalo Bills potentially relocating was cold yesterday as the team reached an agreement with Orchard Park, New York for a 30-year lease of a $1.4 billion stadium. That stadium is expected to be finished by 2026. Also around the NFL, Jets head coach Robert Sala reunited with a defensive tackle Solomon Thomas, who was a top pick from his 49ers tenure. The Jets look to be loading up to contend in 2022, and their retooled defense should make the AFC interesting. Locally, Mercer Island High's strong spring in all sports will continue tonight when the lacrosse team plays Skyline at 8 p.m. The girls will host Lakeside on Thursday at 8 p.m., and boys baseball will host Bellevue on Friday. Now, let's throw it over to Will with What's Crackin'. Welcome back to What's Kraken. The Kraken dropped the game to the Kings 4-2 on Saturday, snapping a two-game win streak. At this point, we're pretty much just waiting for the draft lottery as this year's season is pretty much over. In other hockey news around Seattle, the Thunderbirds have made the WHL playoffs, coming off a win against the Vancouver Giants, riding on a hat trick from recent pickup Lucas Svejkovsky. The Seattle Thunderbirds have had a pretty impressive run so far, and the team has potential to make a deep run in the playoffs. The team hopefully will add ninth overall and first overall picks, Tej Ginla and Max Celebrini next year. That's all for your sports report here on What's Cracking. Let's go to McLean to hear about baseball. Thank you for that, Will. Thank you for that. I'm going to get us started with some baseball. The Mariners played almost all of their likely opening day starters in yesterday's spring training game, a rarity for Scott Service, who in recent years has tended to let his guys rest. Against a Rangers team that was also playing all the starters, the M's found some offense, plating six runs in a win where all of the team's bats looked good. Notable out of the bullpen was Andres Munoz, who was able to push his fastball past 100 miles per hour every time he threw it. The Mariners will look to follow up today's 6-5 win with a game at 1.10 p.m. Pacific against the Kansas City Royals. Around the league, Albert Pujols announced yesterday that he will be hanging up the cleats after he finishes out the 2022 season with the Cards. Record watchers will note that Pujols is only 21 homers away from joining the 700 club. Only four other players have hit four 700 home runs. If he hits 18, he'll pass A-Rod for fourth place all-time in homers. Locally, the, Mer- the Mercer Island Islanders trip to Issaquah ended well yesterday as the team played 15 runs in a convincing win over the Liberty Patriots. The team returns home for a rivalry matchup with Bellevue on Friday, 6 p.m. at Island Crest Park. If you can't make it to the park, the game will be broadcast here on 88.9 The Bridge. Now let's throw it back to the hosts. Okay, hello. I am back, and I'm now here with Ansel and Damien from Miss Fillmore's English class. And they are here to talk about a project that they have been working on to help Ukraine refugees. So can you guys tell us a little bit about your project? Um, yeah, we're uh, pretty much making uh, welcome baskets for the IRC, and we're just right now for the school. We want to collect donations, um, make those welcome baskets with those donations, and give them to uh, refugees who desperately need them. Right, and you can donate stuff like uh, gift cards, like uh, school supplies, or um, like Tupperware is great, like household items, uh, sheets, 
Um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, if you wanted to, you can donate it to uh, 211B, Miss Fillmore's class. Um, at any time up to spring break, uh, it would be very helpful. Awesome. Well, how did you guys come up with this idea? Uh, I mean, originally we were reading Kite Runner, and then we kind of want we got interested in refugees, and the IRC had a, a little presentation at our school. And after that, we kind of all decided, kind of as a class, we wanted to do something. And uh, I guess we kind of just brainstormed just in our class, had a discussion, throwing out ideas of what we could do to uh, support the IRC. Yeah, and like some of us wanted to help, and like we we all got like we're doing a lot of stuff to help. Like some of us are doing like fundraiser type things. Some of us are just like spreading the word. But like I, I, together as a class, we're just trying to raise donations. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what the IRC is and what they do? Um, yeah, so they're the International Refugee um, Committee. Uh, basically, they just like help any like as as refugees are displaced in any way um they just try to help them integrate into whatever country they immigrate or migrate to um yeah yeah they normally uh give them housing uh community uh the you know resources to you know survive and thrive and schooling after school program stuff just the uh bare necessities pretty much yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then I guess my final question I have for you guys is what can we do to help? I know you kind of touched on that a little bit, but, like, what can we do and then what can our listeners do? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to help would just be, one, doing the no donations, like gift cards, household items, like Tupperware, um, like school supplies, donating to uh, 211B in Miss Fillmore's classroom, and, two, just, like, spreading the word about what, what you can do, asking your parents if they can donate. Yeah, stuff like that. And then we're also having uh, kind of a, a deal with the student shop where you can, you know, donate a bit extra when you buy things and uh, we're having some fundraiser ideas too. Uh, but mostly just donations. Like if you're not using anything, like you're not using school supplies or sheets, just uh, we'll be happy to take them. Yeah, and new new items would actually be best, but if you don't have any new items or like you can't like – you can't afford new items or stuff like that, then old items might work. Yeah. That's really cool, guys. Well, thank you for coming on to Breakfast on the Bridge. Um, I know we're going to talk about – or there. I'm going to make a few PSAs that will play on the radio station for more information. And then for more information, I guess just go to Miss Fillmore in 211B yeah. um, if you have questions. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, yeah, pleasure. thank you. Thank and you. now here is McLean for some live music. The owner of this song has pretty much disowned it, so I don't feel too steezy about stealing it for the air. The most remarkable thing about coming home to you is the feeling of being in motion again. It's the most wonderful feeling in the world. I have two big hands and a heart pumping blood and a 1967 coat for five with a busted safety catch. The world shines as I cross the Megan County line going to Georgia. The 
Atlas Yay! going to Georgia. Good job. Thank you. Going to Georgia by the mountain goats. What did you guys think? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think no, that was it awesome. was great. That was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, uh, I got time for for one more if you guys want to hear. Yeah, we yes, do. Love to. Right. I'm so excited. I gotta finagle with equipment here. I'm doing this all acoustic. good. I feel, uh, quite honestly, a little Ooh. naked without all my gizmos. I'm used to performing <laughs> with a lot of gizmos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, now you're ready for performing anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. So this is an original. Um, I don't Ooh. actually remember when I wrote this, but I found it in my notes app a while ago, and now you're all hearing it. Love it. Exciting. Well, well thanks yes. for sharing. Take it away. <laughs> a plot device of Breakfast on the Bridge. That was awesome. Thank you for performing. Yes. Good job. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that was McLean Hopkins. Yes. <laughs> Live on the air. Mm -hmm. Now Singing we're going to wrap us. it all up. Ugh. Yeah. So we're for, closing our first we, live. Guys, I'm so proud of it. This was so I'm much very fun. I'm proud you know, of myself. Okay. Our... We started 10 minutes late and we got every feature in. I know. Mm -hmm. Because our, we had some technical okay. difficulties so back in the did. beginning. So basically, technically, what worked. happened was mm -hmm. none of the studios were connecting none together. None of them. Because we have three different studios in our main station that can go live. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them were connecting. Mm -hmm. So we could hear everyone in the other stations. So, like, for news, mm -hmm. um, we could hear. Sophie and Jenna in the because they were in a different station, but they couldn't hear us. Yeah, yeah. So that was so our problem. It was kind of disconnected <sighs> and kind of interesting at the beginning, but we got it fixed. We, got we did. It. We, we got persevered. there. We're That's what we do. The yeah. first period crew, we persevere. Yeah, <laughs> and next week hopefully we'll start on time. Like so, hopefully mm -hmm. it's okay. We yeah. will. No, we will. We will, we will start, start on time. We will start. We on time. will start on time. It will be great. It will be even better than this week. 
And this week was pretty good. Like, honestly, we did a good job. For our first morning show. And you know, we're having... This show is an Abro show, which is a specialty mm-hmm. kind of radio. Ugh, so class. sad, like I'm advanced, a senior. I don't get to um, take it. So it's and advanced, advanced yeah. radio, basically. But none of us are actually in Abro, and so we're kind of starting the transition to yeah. next year's. We're Abro all in advanced radio. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's really exciting to see a bunch of new faces mm-hmm. for the morning yes. show. Yes. So it's Waking up early. Like, yeah. <laughs> we have a, like, we got probably so about early. 10 people in here right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so um, many people. It's, the vibe is yeah. really good. I'm it, not going to yeah. lie. It was it's a, a little, happy community. You know, it was a little chaotic this morning. I'm not going to lie. It was. I was getting a little, a little stressed. stressed out. Me and Sadie and Caroline got here um, what time before did you guys like, wake anyone up this was morning? Before the sun had risen, my, it was dark. My alarm went off at 4.30, and I laid in bed until about like 4.45. I set my, my alarm, alarm went off at 4.45. Well, I set my alarm for 4.50, but I woke up at 4.30. Yeah. Like, that's... Caroline guys, woke up early. I did. Whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> I usually insane. wake up early. I just take a long time to get and ready. this is not great for me, because I have to present my history project 430. today. 4.30. I'm going to fall asleep. Annabelle has been working so hard on grinding. her. You guys, our theme... So it's World War II battles, and our project is the Battle of Midway, <laughs> which is like the midway point between Japan and Hawaii. And so, hey, hence the name. Listen and to First Period Crew for some history trivia. Yes. Yeah, probably, honestly. Annabelle's um, made us do history trivia before. Yeah. yeah. I'll do World War One and two trivia for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, my group was dressing up in, like, Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Yes. Because we can't give him any reason to mark us down. Oh, my gosh, there's one of my group members right now, Andrew no Joseph. He can't hear me because we're delayed. But, <laughs> hey, Andrew. Um, not Andrew Housen, who you He heard probably earlier. just heard us and was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Who, who's stalking me right now? Um, anyways, it should be fun. I think I won't fall asleep, but we'll see. Well, talk about a busy day. Sadie, why don't you plug what you're doing? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, tonight is Drama 2's playwriting project. Woo-hoo! So five of us in drama, I was one of them, got chosen as playwrights. Okay, famous. We... <laughs> okay, Lin-Manuel we... wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> wrote a like a 10 15 minute play each and tonight's our performance so the rest of the drama class is uh performing, performing the plays that we wrote so. and what is yours called Sadie? mine is called dear diary and you should see posters up around the hallways with all of the plays and everything i think mine's the fourth play in the show do you care to give us a brief yeah, synopsis? Yeah. Basically, what happens is this girl, Katie, um, she is an aspiring... She's an expiring actor. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We're good. Caroline's difficulties. <laughs> you good there, Caroline? <laughs> I'm doing great. Okay. Keep going. About Katie. She's an ex- aspiring actor, and she's living in L.A., but it's kind of about the realities of... Being an actor in LA, and then because film, the film industry is like one of the hardest industries, um, mm-hmm. and so she's kind of like trying to keep herself afloat, and then she finally gets this callback for a really big role. And yeah, Ooh. that's all I'm telling you guys. Yeah. If you want to come watch, it's tonight at seven. Annabelle mm-hmm. and Caroline will yeah, be yeah. Right? Come yes. and sit next to yeah, us. Come join the first period crew tonight in a pack at yeah. seven p.m. Very exciting. I'm going to be here till 9, guys. Isn't that crazy? So fun. Sadie's going to be here from, we probably got here a little bit before 6 a.m. And what time do you think you're going to leave? 9. Yeah, that's rough. Honestly. (laughs) Um, That's as long as I've ever been at school. Wow. Well, we're just setting records today, I guess. Guys, people are If Sadie's not in second period tomorrow, 
At least it's late start tomorrow. Yeah, you got No, I have to come in tomorrow early. Because I have to meet with my history teacher. Ugh. Oh, my. Mr. Pahalo. About that in-class essay no, I read? you said it wrong. Pahalo. I say Pahalo every time, you guys. Say Pachala. We did this whole episode where it was Hunger, we did Games, Hunger Games teacher mm-hmm. edition. Yes. And I said Pahalo the whole time until, guys, until guess they what? corrected me. What? A teacher didn't win. I know. But that is a secret. Only our, only our only special only our loyal fans. fans. No. <laughs> Listen to First Period Crew. <laughs> On Spotify. It's On Spotify. We also have a website. Yeah. Also... Text us anytime. Sadie, read that number. Um, well, I don't know about... Well, yeah. you know what? <laughs> no, okay. It was just a joke. You got two minutes, and you're not even going to hear the number. <laughs> Whoa. Nope. Sorry, guys. A little bit aggressive Sorry. Here, sorry. <laughs> I keep hitting my microphone, you guys. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, it sounds like we do have quite the busy day ahead of us. Caroline, mm-hmm. what's your busy thing for today? Um. Well, I'm going to do... This class, radio, and then I'm going to go math, and then I might go, go home. Caroline. <laughs> Caroline, go to school. Um, Caroline. And then I Senior will be coming is, back is hard. to school. I'm looking for a roommate. If you are going... To, no, wait, I'm not going to disclose that, because we're disclosing that on the episode we're about to record yeah. after this live. Yeah. So. What do you mean? We do our morning show live on Wednesday. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> we get here at 5 a.m. every day. No. <laughs> no. That's Anyways. recorded it a day before. Yes. Secret. <gasps> you weren't supposed to know that. I think that That's the first period is about to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to go because we are yep. the first period crew. We are. And, you know, I think we had a pretty successful live. Very yeah. successful. Despite all of our technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that we were able to host this morning's show. Mm-hmm. It was so fun, you guys. Yes. All right. Well, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge, and thank you for listening.